You're listening to the really useful podcast, the Tech Podcast for Technophobes. My name is Christian Corley from MakeUseOf.com and you're listening to the really useful podcast. We are here to help you make the best out of the tech that you own, whether it might be internet access, mobile phone, telling you about online security and privacy, showing you how to use pretty much anything electronic. In this week's really useful podcast, we're going to be taking a look at a piece of equipment that's been around uh, for the best part of a decade now and is incredibly useful. It is designed to play games with and you can do a lot more with it than simply play games on the device it's shipped with and you can even repair it if things go wrong. It is the Xbox One controller. It's a fantastic device and I'm willing to bet that you're not making the best use out of it. So to give you a clue as to what we're going to be discussing this week, a, a brief itinerary. Okay, so you can use the Xbox One controller to play games on an iPhone, iPad, or Android device. You can use the Xbox One controller to send audio from your Xbox to your ears, so you can play in, without disturbing anyone else. You can take it apart to repair it, and you can fix various problems with it, and it's compatible with other systems you can use it on a pc you can use it with steam games on a computer use it with xbox games on a computer these days and it's, it's basically it's a very versatile gaming device that suits all types of gaming now i first came into contact with xbox one controller in uh, oh, probably about 2012 2013 and i initially found it a little difficult to use but i was playing a retro game at the time i was playing sensible world of soccer on xbox live since then i have come to love the xbox one controller and i get rather frustrated when one breaks fortunately there are various ways that you can save yourself some money by making sure it really is broken and past repair and i think we'll start with that this week There are various reasons why you may, may wish to take apart an Xbox One controller. They're probably too numerous to list here, but uh, in brief, you might want to clean it. Uh, you might want to customize it. You might want to repair it. You also might wish to check the battery connections and basically just ensure, just perform maintenance, ensure the whole shebang is working as intended. Repairing an Xbox One controller means that you do need to take it apart first. Now, I've looked at hours and hours of Xbox One repair videos on YouTube. I've spent a lot of time looking into this because I've had a couple of controllers that have been in a state of what you would consider to be heading for the bin, but actually can be repaired. And one of the things that strikes me is that there's a couple of videos that show you that you can repair a broken thumbstick just by pushing a new one in. And I'm pretty sure that probably worked like three times in the entirety of human history. It's a very difficult thing to do and it's not recommended because you can end up with just another broken thumbstick on your Xbox One controller. So don't do that. What you need to do is disassemble the device properly. For that, you'll need a Torx screwdriver, T8 or T9, a flathead screwdriver, 
plastic prying tools, such as a guitar pletcher and pick, and a plastic spudger or disposable plastic knife that you can use to uh, lever things. It's important not to damage any of the electronics inside, which is why once open, anything that prods into it should just be easily disposed plastic, softer plastic materials. You can buy Xbox One controller toolkits to uh, open your Xbox One if you intend uh, Xbox One controller if you are intending to do this on a regular basis. Once you have everything that you need, the process for opening the Xbox One controller is straightforward. You remove the battery cover and any batteries. You remove the grip plastic. You unscrew the five torque screws. You lift the rear cover from the controller and you lift the internals away from the front fascia. Now, all of that um, requires you to use the plectrum and the, the, the spudger and all those things. So I've prepared a more detailed guide at makeusoft.com for you to check. It's in the show notes. Uh, it features photos of me disassembling an Xbox One controller. Now, once you've got it open, you have the option to clean your Xbox One controller, repair the thumbstick, or you could go ahead and fully tear it down. You could customize it, as mentioned earlier, um, begin the process of painting the outer controller and then putting everything back together again uh, as I know there are various options here customization is popular and repairing is also kind of uh, important because you know these things cost $60 at least for the basic version that's not pocket money in most households so it's important to keep it running for as long as possible a common problem with the Xbox One controller is that the thumbstick breaking, particularly the left thumbstick, although the right one does break from time to time. And this usually happens because the a, a, there is a detachment of the actual thumbstick and the analog ball underneath. It can be reattached using a nail or pin, a narrow nail or a, quite a thicker pin to force the thumbstick part back into the analog controller ball beneath it it can take longer than that i've tried it a couple of times had reasonable success with it one thing you may find is gluing it works to secure the actual thumbstick uh, the first time i did it i did not glue the thumbstick to the nail and i find that i have a thumbstick that revolves even though it's pushing in the correct way in the correct directions it does revolve it spins a bit whilst playing so that can be frustrating there are many ways to repair an xbox one controller there are very sort of problems that you may come across learn how to tear it down first safely and efficiently and without running into any problems familiarize yourself with the controller before advancing cleaning the controller is important and there are various ways that you can do that as well I would suggest that you be certain to have plenty of Q-tips, cotton wool buds on sticks, those things, and just gently clean out the dirt. In many cases, you don't need soap, although it would obviously be advisable to use some sort of safe on plastic antibacterial solution. But the, most of what collects in a controller is the dirt and sweat from your hands. Mostly, this isn't too dangerous, but it gunks up and it can cause a problem over a long period of time. So it is worth learning how to tear down your Xbox One controller to the, the main core body and then cleaning 
the outer chassis of your controller. Now there are various ways that you can use an Xbox One controller to bring yourself further into your gaming experience whilst keeping other people out. So for instance, if you live in a household with a TV and a games console and you're playing on the TV, you probably want a bit of noise from the television or your surround sound system perhaps to uh, you know bring you into the game, improve that immersive gaming experience. However, your co-householders may not be too keen on that kind of uh, noise. So what do you do? Well, headphones. So just because your Xbox lacks Bluetooth capability doesn't mean you can't pair a Bluetooth headphones or wireless earbuds to your console. But does the Xbox One have Bluetooth? Well, no, it doesn't. It has Xbox Wireless. It's a proprietary system created by Microsoft. What does that mean in terms of your Bluetooth headset? Well, your Bluetooth headset can't connect to it because most people don't own Xbox Wireless compatible headsets, but you do have an Xbox One controller. Now, without support for Bluetooth, the only way to pair your headphones to your Xbox is through a third-party Bluetooth adapter. The two types of device for this, there's a Bluetooth transmitter, which lets you hear audio transmitted from an Xbox One, and there's a Bluetooth transmitter and receiver, which lets you hear transmitted sounds and use voice chat if your headset has a mic. To enable Bluetooth on Xbox controllers with an audio jack, first ensure the Xbox One is correctly synced with the Xbox controller, and then connect the Bluetooth transmitter's 3.5mm male connection into the audio plug on the base of the Xbox One controller, and then pair your headphones to the adapter. It is as simple as that. And all of a sudden, you have a massively immersive gaming experience. What are you playing? Battlefront 2? Red Dead Redemption 2? Any, any game. And no one else is disturbed. Presumably, you're going to be quiet whilst you're playing it. Now, obviously, if you're wearing a headset and you're talking to people in online gaming sessions, then that's not going to be quite so silent. But then again, no one around you is going to hear what those guys and girls are saying. So there's added privacy either way. It's a fantastic tip, I think. And uh, along with everything else in this week's really useful podcast, you will find the detailed steps to this in our show notes. Now, if you're like me, you may often have the urge to stop what you're doing and go home and play on your Xbox. If you're like me, you probably have a family who's already using the TV, so that isn't all that possible. But what if there was a way to remotely access your Xbox and play games on your phone or tablet? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Well, there is. And it isn't limited to Android. It works on iPad iOS, so iPad or iPhone, it works on Android, it works on other Windows computers as well. It's called Remote Play. So we're going to go through the details on how to do this on an iPad, and then we'll just recap it for Android. So Xbox Remote Play requires the Xbox app, which is available for Android, it's available for iOS. And it gives you full control of an Xbox One or an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S console from another device. It bypasses Microsoft service to create a direct connection to your console from your mobile device. It's a fantastic way to enjoy games 
on the go and although there's obviously bandwidth considerations if you're playing it out of house over a mobile internet connection don't do it unless you have unlimited data it's a great way to play games wherever you are now there's certain things that you need to do before proceeding to start with you need to change the power mode on your xbox to do this press the xbox button then go to settings and profile click settings then general power mode startup and change power mode to instant on this allows your xbox to be remotely switched on you should also test your network connection again on the xbox go to settings and profile then settings then devices connections remote features and select test remote play this will prompt some testing to ensure that your network is up to the task of playing games over the network this will ensure that your network is up to the task of game streaming now the next thing that you need to do is connect an xbox controller to your tablet or phone on an ipad go to settings bluetooth and enable bluetooth then on your game controller hold the connect button it should be detected by the ipad and you can follow the usual on-screen prompts to complete the connection if you're using android it's a slightly more involved process for connecting it ensure the xbox controller is switched on then on android go to the settings menu and select bluetooth and device connection then bluetooth then pair new device hold the sync button on the xbox one controller and tap the xbox wireless controller device in the list when it appears once tapped the controller is paired it's worth noting there that different versions of android have slightly different paths and it also differs between device manufacturers so if you have a samsung device and a sony device the steps there may differ between them but they're roughly in the same place now, as noted this relies on the xbox app you should have that installed already if you don't download it from your app store and sign in with your usual xbox username and password those usual microsoft credentials that you always use with your xbox once installed all you need to do to launch a game first connect to the console so go to my library then select consoles this shows you your xbox one console choose one you want to use then tap remote play the xbox will then begin streaming to your device and you can choose whichever installed game you want to play remember if you want to play a game that is on or requires the dvd then make sure that is inserted in your xbox before proceeding a few minutes later you'll see a rocket emblem a small green animation of a rocket ship flying from left to right and that is the symbol to prepare yourself for gaming the various other things that the xbox app can do you can use it to um, look at screenshots and videos that have been shared and others that you have uploaded you can use it to manage your friends list and have chats and pretty much anything that you would do on your xbox you can even use it to download games and game pass titles it's a really useful app and the way it brings gaming from the xbox to your tablet or phone is absolutely remarkable now personally speaking i wouldn't recommend playing the overwhelming majority of console games on a smartphone because the screens are simply too small 
but as an option for a good-sized tablet, um, an iPad, I use a Samsung Galaxy Tab, rather a large 10-inch screen. It's a fantastic experience, and, you know, again, it comes down to that Xbox One controller. It's there in your hand. It's synced with your Android device now, rather than your Xbox, and there it is at the hub of Xbox gaming at the other end of your house, maybe even at the other end of the country. As long as you've got that unlimited mobile internet. Okay, so um, yeah, we, we're pushing on with uh, this week's Xbox One controller special. Who would have thought that you could make a podcast just out of a game controller? But it turns out that it's a fantastically versatile controller. It's wireless, but it can also be connected using a USB cable. This is particularly useful if you run out of battery. But hold on a minute, how are you going to end up running out of battery? Because you don't want to be unable to play games wirelessly. If you are, you've obviously got the cable option. But it's also worth spending money on some rechargeable batteries to keep your Xbox One controller on charge rather than relying on traditional AA batteries, the default option. So, get rechargeable batteries, keep your Xbox One controller on charge when you're not using it. There's various ways you can do this. There are recharge kits with little holsters that you can place the Xbox One controller on to be charged with the rechargeable batteries inserted in the controller. You can also get a rechargeable battery Docks, which is a smaller units where you simply recharge the batteries. I prefer the first option. Now about that cable, it is a standard micro USB cable to USB A connector. We've seen them everywhere. They power all sorts of uh, devices, and while they're being slowly phased out by USB Type C cable connectors, those are the more elongated, narrower cables rather than the sort of uh, trapezium. D-shaped connectors, they're going to be in use for some time to come. Being able to plug your Xbox One controller into your Xbox One or Xbox Series X console is a really good step for troubleshooting connectivity issues between the controller and the console, which is what we're going to look at now. If your controller keeps disconnecting from your console, we have a nice collection of tips for you to try. Now, it's something that's come to the fore quite recently in 2020 and 2021, the Series X controller dropping its connection, but it's not unique to the Series X controller because it used to happen with the Xbox One controller as well. And uh, happily, these steps are largely interchangeable between the two consoles. So the first thing you should do is try backward compatibility or a different controller. So an Xbox One controller can be paired to an Xbox Series X console and there's very little difference in experience. If you, There's virtually zero difference in the experience, let's be honest. In terms of an Xbox One console, you can try a different controller or, well, there's other things. Let's press on. You can reset and resync your controller. That basically means disconnecting it from the console, then resyncing it again. To turn off the controller, press and hold the Xbox button in the center of the control pad for five to six seconds. You then switch it on again and resync the connection. As alluded to, you can use a wired connection 
Now, the Xbox Series X has the USB-C power port, that elongated connection point, whereas the Xbox One controller has that trapezoid D shape. As long as you've got the right connector and the right cable, plug it in and connect it directly to the Xbox console and you can start playing. Now, what you might also do is connect, wait for sync to establish again, then disconnect the cables. It is an option that does work, but if you're already experiencing problems, it may be an issue that repeats over and over again and could be a signifier of a more deep-seated issue. That issue might actually be with the console itself, which is why you should hard reset it. Uh, now, this there are different ways that you can do this. With the Xbox Series X, you basically press and hold the power button on the front of the console. Don't tap it as the console will just go to sleep. It's the same with the Xbox One console. Now, you may also find that a complete shutdown is better. So once you have held it down, held the button down for several seconds and the console shuts down, then switch it off at the wall, leave it off for about 30 minutes, switch it on at the wall again and restart the console from the power button to start it up. Hopefully then your Xbox controller connection issues will be resolved. If not, then go back to the USB cable in the short term and wait for fixes to be issued by Microsoft, particularly for the Xbox Series X devices in the near future. That brings us to the last few moments of our really useful podcast, Xbox One Controller Special. One last thing to uh, let you know about here is really something that we kind of skirted on early on. The Xbox One controller is a superb gaming device. It will work on a desktop PC, running Windows, running Mac, and also running Linux. You can connect it via USB, or you can connect it wirelessly. It will run on any computer, and if you're using the Xbox app on your PC, you can stream games, as described earlier on the iPad and Android devices. You can also stream games to a computer in your house, Again, as long as you're signed in with the appropriate corresponding Xbox user account. You can find the really useful podcast anywhere that you collect your podcast from. But if you have access to Apple Podcasts, it would really benefit us, help us to find a wider audience if you could leave a review and a rating. So that'd be great if you could do that. We'll be back next time with a completely new topic for discussion on the release for podcast until then take care and it's goodbye from us